Hey everyone, go to Guy Timberlake here. What did you guys think of that intro? Uh, I got to tell you, that song, that is one of my most favorite television theme songs ever. It's from an old TV show I used to watch coming home from school, you know, before I went to play with my friends back in the 70s called UFO. So I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret. Because I have a confession to make. I am a die-hard fan of detective and spy movies and books, too. But the only thing that gets my attention more than an episode of Man From U.N.C.L.E. or I Spy is science fiction. Yep. I am a Space 1999 UFO Star Wars, Martian Chronicles, S's for Space, Battlestar Galactica, the original one, and Star Trek Junkie from way back. So it leads into what I want to talk about today. There's a well-known secret, kind of an oxymoron, right? But there's a well-known secret to the success of the main characters in some of my favorite detective and espionage thrillers. Now, it's not often top of mind, but without it, many of the exciting and cool feats they do just wouldn't happen. Now, this secret, it's known as context, and it's literally the glue that holds everything together for them, especially during those edge-of-your-seat moments. Now, let me, let me give you a visual on this. To describe context in a visual way, imagine a folder full of sensitive information. Yeah, you know, it'll have the markings on it that say things like sensitive, top secret, or for your eyes only, 007. Stuff like that. And, and the thing is, when you see those, it makes it fairly easy to assume that whatever's in that folder is probably important to someone. Now, in the case of the super sleuths and spies like James Bond and Sherlock Holmes, they might have some additional insights based on their training and experience that would guide them to look in the next folder. You know, the one that's not marked. Why? Because the one with the, all the obvious markings is likely a decoy. Probably has a bomb in it or some toxin or whatever. I mean, come on. That's something an arch nemesis would do, right? So here's the deal. Context, it's also like, you know, if you're into Indiana Jones. You know, my daughter just got her first dose of that, you know, at 11 years old, you know, from the original one. But it's like Indy knowing exactly which stones to move in order to open a door to the mummy's tomb right before the room he's in fills with sand. Or it's, it's how 007 of Her Majesty's Secret Service knows the right sequence for disarming a doomsday device that will destroy an entire country with milliseconds to spare. All right, let me make it a little more realistic. It's like the time MacGyver thwarted robbers in a store he was shopping in by creating a tear gas device 
using a hot water bottle, cayenne pepper, and vinegar. And and really, this is no joke. If you go to sciencing.com, you can find instructions to make your own concoction, just minus the hot water bottle in their recipe. So here's the thing. No matter if in Hollywood or in real life, each situation is based on someone with timely and relevant knowledge that helped them overcome those situations. This is the basis for understanding and being able to take action. When I return, we'll t- dig a little bit more into context in government contracting. What do you think of the GovCon Geek Squadcast? Folks, this is go-to guy Timberlake, the voice and the mind behind the GovCon Geek Squadcast. I'd love to get your feedback. What do you think of these programs? Is the information useful to you? Do you understand who this is for and why it matters? There's a lot of information we're going to be sharing in the current episodes and the ones that are forthcoming. And you can help influence how we talk about and what we talk about. Drop me a line at guy at govcon.club. You can also call me at 410-381-7378. Let me know what you think. Give me your ideas. We'll get it on the air. Welcome back to the GovCon Geek Squadcast. This is go-to guy Timberlake. Hey, today we're talking about understanding GovCon. What does that mean? There's a lot that goes on in our industry. That is information, conversations, documents, content, all the above, terminology that really doesn't exist anywhere else. And so when you come into a new place where there's different information, different rules, it's incumbent upon you to start trying to learn that information because that's how you're going to be able to use it to make decisions. So I was talking about my addiction to sci-fi and espionage thrillers and things like that. Talked about, you know, Indiana Jones and MacGyver. So here's the deal. Scenarios just like the ones I was describing play out every day in government contracting. Not the big pit full of snakes and things like that, but more so just critical decisions that must be made in order for positive things to happen. So it happens here for us with a lot less fanfare and maybe less heart-stopping suspense. So while the stakes may not be the end of the world, as it might be for someone like Bond, it could very well result in negative impacts to reputations, revenues, profits, and jobs. So context, something that is derived through the acquisition of knowledge, is what gives us the ability to recognize and understand the situations, the words we see and hear, and even the people we encounter in the course of any given day. What does this mean in terms of government contracting? It absolutely influences how decisions are being made every day as companies work to develop a position to win. Now, let's start, for example, with something as 
innocuous as a DOD activity address code, also known as DODAC. Now, it also is referred to as an AAC and UIC, activity address code and unit uh, identification code. It represents a designation that can be used to identify organizations down to the street address level. Which organizations? How about contracting offices and funding offices? With proper context, you would know that the first six characters of nearly every contract issued by a FAR-based agency in the U.S. government represents the identity of the office issuing and administering the contract. So how is this helpful? When the DODAC belongs to a contracting activity, it allows for a view of procurement activity at the street address level. This means we have the ability to see who issued a purchase, the vendor, the amount, the award type, competition type, and more. It also helps us understand for whom they were making the buy. That's customer versus buyer, if you didn't see that episode already. This happens most when a funding office ID is present. Automatically, more context comes into play simply through the knowledge that a funding office ID is a thing. Using a funding office, DODAC, AAC, UIC as the lead search criteria will show you everything from the perspective of who provided the money and likely submitted the requisition. Instead of seeing who purchases were made for, you see a clear view of the buyer organization for that specific customer for that specific transaction. You can do the same if you understand the difference and different types of awards and IDVs. I'll delve into that in another episode. So here's what it comes down to. Context is tremendously powerful and is literally a superpower to those with different or no context for a given situation. You can see context in full effect during government contracting meetings and conferences. Words like SABRE, IDEAS, FAPIS, Scooby Snacks, and FASTMAX likely don't register as important to untrained ears. For those in the know, however, it will cause them to redirect their attention to ensure something important is not missed. Guys, that's what I've got for you today. Thanks for listening to the GovCon Geek Squadcast. If you find these posts and these these conversations, because you're giving me feedback online too, comment online, shoot me a note, guy at govcon.club, give me a call, 410-381-7378, extension 3. Let me know what you think. Very much appreciated. Guys, peace.